meaning of the word day in Genesis 1 is one of the most debated words in the Bible. How long were the days in Genesis 1? This week on Creation Magazine Live. Get ready for faith-encouraging information starting right now. And for even more, visit creation.com. Welcome to Creation Magazine Live. My name is Richard Fangrad. And I'm Thomas Bailey. Now this week on Creation Magazine Live, our topic is how long were the creation days in Genesis 1? This is a hotly debated topic among Christians, so we'll look at both sides of the issue and shed some light on this so that you can come to an informed decision. The larger issue that the meaning of the word day is a part of, of course, is the age of the earth debate and the whole creation-evolution controversy. Right. Yep. If God really created in six earth rotation days, then evolution is in trouble. There just isn't enough time for it. Yeah. Or you need to look for other places in Genesis to insert billions of years. But if the creation days are best understood as eons of time, well, then maybe evolution can fit in somewhere. That's right, yeah. So the meaning of the word day in Genesis is not a minor issue. It has a massive impact on how we understand the biblical creation account and many of the key doctrines that are, that are based on it or derived from the creation account. Now, we've got to start by saying that it's ironic that there's so much controversy over the word day because it's a simple word. That's right. There are many other far more complex words in the Bible, like yeah. sanctification, propitiation, justification. Those words need whole essays to fully describe their meaning. Right. The word day is a pretty simple word. It's a pretty simple word. But in this next half hour, we're going to start with some of the basics, and then we'll actually have a test in a little while, and we'll look at the issue in greater detail. But let's start with the basics. Okay. The first one is the word day, like most other words, has a variety of meanings. So for example, if you go to uh, dictionary.com, you'll find about a dozen different meanings listed there for the word day. And the word day in the original Hebrew that Genesis was written in has about the same range of meanings as in the English language. Some examples are one complete rotation of the earth. Another meaning can refer to the rotation of a different planet. You might say a, a day on Mars or Saturn, for example. Another meaning of day refers only to the light portion of the earth rotation. As in the sentence, this animal sleeps during the day and hunts at night. Another meaning refers to the portion of a day allotted to work or school, as in, I work an eight-hour day. Sometimes it is synonymous with the word time, as in, his day will come. That could be changed to say, his time will come, without altering the meaning. Right, yeah. So there are just a few of the different meanings the word day can have. Right. Now, in addition to those, the word day is also used in figures of speech, like let's call it a day. I mean, that has nothing to do with any of the meanings of the word day. It's a figure of speech. It means let's stop, let's quit. You, you, you all know what it means, right? So with all these different meanings for the word day, the question is how do you determine which meaning is being used when you come across that word? And the answer is, of course, context. Okay, here's another simple grammar concept. The context, or the words around the word day, dictates its meaning. You might be thinking, well, duh, of course, that's how meanings are determined. Look, we said this was simple, didn't we? It is we? simple, yeah. Yet there's this huge controversy. So let's just work through this to make it clear. Let's look at some sentences where the word day is used, and you try to figure out which of the various meanings is the correct one, given the context. 
Okay, all right, and we're doing this again just to make it clear how simple it is to determine the meaning of the word day wherever you see it. In Matthew 4.2, for example, we read that, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So what's the meaning there? I mean, could, could the word day be substituted for the word time? Uh, well, no, it's talking about actual earth rotation days, right? Well, sure, that, that's easy. Yeah. Let's it's, try it's another one. Uh, Luke 14, verse 5 says, And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox who has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? Is the meaning of the word day hard to understand there? No, it's, 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 of course not, right? It's easy. So I'm, I'm sure all of you know that it's referring to a day of the week, a Saturday, a Sabbath day in this case. Again, not hard. We are talking about how to determine the meaning of the word day in Genesis 1. That's right. We've been looking at the word day elsewhere in Scripture. So let's look at some more examples. In Luke 17, verse 26, Jesus says, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. All right, so here the word day isn't referring to an earth rotation day. It's referring to the time of Noah. And it's, it's not referring to time in general, but rather the time that Noah was alive, obviously. How about in Genesis 2, verse 4, where it says, In the day that the Lord made the heavens and the earth. What does day mean there? Well, there has to be some sort of a meaning. It means time. Right? Yeah. In the time that the Lord made the heavens and the earth, referring to the entire period in which God created. Right. Uh, now we're getting close to Genesis 1, that was Genesis 2, and people use this verse, like, well, in Genesis 2, the word day doesn't mean an ordinary day. They say things like that. So the word day in Genesis 1 can't mean an ordinary day either. So they abandon the rules of grammar used to determine the meaning of words and say that, well, over here, it doesn't mean an ordinary day. Which they determine, of course, by looking at the word in context. Yes, yeah. And, and therefore they say, well, over there, it has the same meaning as over here. Well, what? I mean, all the confusion can be avoided by just applying the same hermeneutic, the same interpretive principle to every word. And that is, the particular meaning of a word that has multiple meanings is determined by its context. When Moses compiled the account of creation in Genesis 1 under the inspiration of God, he used the Hebrew word yom for day. He combined yom with numbers, first day, second day, third day, etc., and, and with the words evening and morning. Yeah, and the first time uh, the word day appears in Scripture is in verse 5 of chapter 1, and it appears twice, and it has a slightly different meaning both times. Let's have a look. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. In the first instance, there's almost a definition. God called the light day. Right. It's the daylight portion of one earth rotation contrasted with the night portion. That's right. And in the second instance, from the context, the only meaning that it can have is that of an earth rotation day. From the text, you cannot make it say something other than a normal day of about 24 hours that we now experience. And if people simply interpret uh, the word in the same way that all other word meanings are interpreted, that should put an end to the controversy, controversy among Christians. Right. But here's, there's only a controversy because of, the, of one huge reason, and that is lack of biblical authority. Yeah. 
Just admit it, the only reason that the meaning of the word day is questioned in Genesis and nowhere else is not because the text is vague or because it's difficult to understand, it's because of ideas that come from outside the text that are yeah. given equal or higher priority than the Word of God. That shows a lack of biblical authority in Genesis. That's right, yeah. Uh, the, the notion that the earth is billions of years old is taken as an absolute truth despite the massive evidence against it, and God's Word is twisted in an attempt to make it conform with this greater truth. It's all about biblical authority. And there are theologians who are excellent from, from Genesis 12 onward, but they, they seem to apply a completely different hermeneutic for the things that happened before Abraham, Genesis 1 to 11. So is the Bible only authoritative from Genesis 12 onward? And, and, and should we give human opinion about the age of the earth priority over Scripture before that point? Of course not. We're discussing the meaning of the word day in Genesis chapter 1. Very controversial. That's right. But if God wanted to communicate to us that he took eons of time to create, that would have been easy to do. Right. Yeah. There were plenty of Hebrew words that could have been used instead of the word yom. Yeah. Here's a word that means generation. That word could have been used instead of yom. Yeah, there's a possibility. Uh, or yom could have been modified to mean length of days like this. Here's one that means season or time. I mean, using that word could give some flexibility to the creation period, right? Here's one that means season. Here's one that means time in general. Here's one that means forever. Here's one that means always or forever. Here's one that means continually or forever. And here's one that can mean perpetual or of old or forever. Okay, so there were plenty of Hebrew words indicating long periods of time. The bottom line is, if God really did create over long periods of time, Moses could easily have written it that way. Martin Luther, the reformer, uh, his, his great contribution to church history was getting Christians back to the authority of God's Word and away from the traditions and opinions of people. Uh, the, the church in, in Luther's time was in a terrible state in, in many areas. Um, all sorts of traditions and opinions had taken the place of God's Word. And one of those areas was their misinterpretation of the word day. Luther says, and this was regarding the creation days, we must understand that these days were actual days contrary to the opinion of the Holy Fathers. Whenever we observe that the opinions of the Fathers disagree with Scripture, we reverently bear with them and acknowledge them to be our elders. Nevertheless, we do not depart from the authority of Scripture for their sake. <laughs> right? Gotta love that one. Now, that, that's the right perspective to have, right? Right, and Luther wasn't the only one who understood Genesis as historical yeah. and that God created recently. We did several shows on this a few years ago that are now online, what the church fathers believed about Genesis, what the reformers thought about Genesis, and what the Son of God believed about Genesis. Yeah. Throughout church history, the prevailing understanding of Scripture has been that God created recently in six earth rotation days, and there was a global flood. Yeah. Now, another objection that we hear all the time is that the Genesis days could be longer because 2 Peter 3 verse 8 says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord a day is as a thousand years. Well, so, so people think, well, the, the days could be stretched out to be a thousand years then, right? But the rest of the verse says, and a thousand years as one day. So, so now it's talking about compressing a thousand years into a day. So that just cancels that out, right? 
But this has nothing to do with the creation days. No, it doesn't. Also, it is not defining a day because it doesn't say a day is a thousand years. Right. The correct understanding is, once again, derived from the context that the Apostle Peter's readers shouldn't lose heart just because God seems slow at fulfilling his promises, because he is patient and also because he's not bound as by time as we are. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the text says one day is like or as a thousand years. The word like or as shows that it's a figure of speech called a simile to teach that God is outside of time because he's the, he's the creator of time itself. And the reason that the figure of speech is so effective is because the word day uh, there is literal and contrasts so vividly with a literal thousand years. To the eternal creator God, uh, the, the creator of time, a short period and a long period of time might as well be the same time. Right. See, Peter's statement, do not forget, implies that his readers were expected to recall something. Peter was referring to Psalm 90 verse 4. This is another passage that contrasts a short and a long period. It reads, For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Okay, now this is synonymous parallelism, where a long period of a thousand years is contrasted with two short periods, a day and a watch in the night. But those who try to use this verse to teach that the days of Genesis might be you know, a thousand years long forget the additional part, or like a watch in the night. Uh, but, because if they were consistent, they would have to say that a watch in the night, which is three or four, three or four hours usually, also means a thousand years. <laughs> it's difficult to imagine that a psalmist in Psalm 63, verse 6, is thinking on his bed for thousands of years when he writes, when I remember you, you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Right, or that his eyes stay open for thousands of years, as he writes in, in Psalm 119, 148, my eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promise. Uh, for more reasons why 2 Peter 3, verse 8 cannot be used to stretch out the creation days, see creation.com slash thousand. That's a great article that details some more of this information. Right. Now, another argument creation ministry speakers often hear is that the days in Genesis are God's days. God's days, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, so how long is a day when you're, when you're God and you're outside of time? That's the, that's the next question that should be asked, right? Well, it doesn't make any sense. No. Genesis isn't talking about some spiritual realm where time doesn't exist. It's describing God creating this physical universe, yeah. and its focus is on the earth. Yeah. It's talking about days on earth. Yeah, the, the, there's a great article on our website that covers this in more detail. Go to creation.com slash six days. For those who want to fit uh, millions of years into Genesis, Simply stretching out the days is not going to help. The sequence in which God creates things doesn't fit with evolution. For example, land plants were created on day three and fish on day five. But according to evolution, fish precede land plants by hundreds of millions of years. So stretching out the days in Genesis is not going to make it fit with evolution. Genesis records that the earth was made first and then the stars on day four. So the earth is a tiny bit older than the stars. Yeah. But the Big Bang idea says it's definitely the other way around. The earth is only 4.6 billion years old, and the stars are up to 12 billion years old. Right, yeah, the opposite. Uh, God tells us that initially the earth was a universal ocean, and dry land came on day three. Now, once again, evolution has it backwards. 
the Earth starts as a molten blob that slowly cools down over millions of years, and then after millions of years, then comes water. So simply making the days of creation millions of years long doesn't make Genesis fit with evolution. Yeah, it doesn't. If you're dead set on trying to make the two timelines fit together, and if you have a low view of Scripture and a high view of evolution, then you've got to go even further in misinterpreting the text yeah. by saying that it's just some kind of poetry or framework. It's right. not real history. Just making the days longer doesn't help. Yeah, and again, this ties back to biblical authority. Uh, Martin Luther had the right idea when he said, when Moses writes that God created heaven and earth and whatever is in them in six days, then let this period continue to have been six days and do not venture to devise any comment according to which six days were one day. Okay, now in, in Martin Luther's time, or, or in Martin Luther's day, um, 500 years ago, some in the church had concluded that God made everything in one day. We have, we have sort of the opposite problem going on today. But Luther said, no, the text says six days. And, and, and I really like this next part. But if you cannot understand how this could have been done in six days, then grant the Holy Spirit the honor of being more learned than you are. <laughs> it's interesting that Luther highlights that creation is a supernatural event. It is, yeah. Of course, we can't understand how it all could have been done in six days, not given the natural laws we observe today. Right. The laws God put into place to govern the operation of His universe. In fact, the more that scientists discover about the operation of the universe, the clearer it is becoming that natural laws are just not capable of making the universe. Getting, getting this universe to exist requires the supernatural. It does, yeah. So we can study and understand the laws that sustain the universe, but we're never going to be able to fully grasp how God created it out of nothing to begin with. I mean, that, that takes a certain amount of humility. Face it, there are going to be things about God that we will never understand. Right? Luther had the right idea when he said, For you are to deal with Scripture in such a way that you bear in mind that God himself said it, what is written. But since God is speaking, it is not fitting for you to wantonly turn his word in the direction you wish to go. Yeah. That's the perspective that all Christ followers need to have, it is. especially when it comes to understanding Genesis. Now, here's another thing to ponder. Why six days? Right? Why six days? God could have created instantly, right? He could have, or in six seconds, or, or six billion years. He has the ability to create the universe in any length of time he chooses. So why did he choose six days, as the text says? That's a good point. God tells us why he chose to create in six days rather than some other time frame. In Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. He did it as a pattern for the work week. Yeah. A week of seven days is patterned after God creating for six days and resting for one. Yep. Although the text in Genesis is abundantly clear that God created in six earth rotation days, this should be the final nail in the coffin for any notion yeah. that God took millions of years to create. Right, right. The fact that we have a seven-day week, not an eight-day week or like a two-day week or something, is a testimony to the reality of the creation week. So let's review what we've been saying here. The word day, like most other words, has a variety of meanings. The meanings of words are determined by their context. The word day is a relatively simple word, and it's easy to determine its meaning. 
The context in Genesis 1 makes it crystal clear that the only meaning possible is that God created in six earth rotation days. If God had created over a very long time, there were many other Hebrew words that Moses could have used to describe it, but they aren't used. Even if the days could be stretched out, evolution still wouldn't fit with the Bible because of sequencing issues. Evolution has things appearing in a different order. Biblical authority plays a big role in allowing the text to speak for itself regarding the length of the days, rather than imposing outside ideas. And finally, God chose to create in six days as a pattern for our work week. There are other things we could reference as well. Yeah. For example, children seem to have no problem in understanding the meaning of Genesis. Right. <laughs> the only reason why other ideas are entertained is because people apply concepts from outside of the Bible. That's right. Yeah, Professor James Barr, he's, he's professor of Hebrew, or he was professor of Hebrew at Oxford University, agrees that the words in Genesis 1 refer to a series of six days which were the same as the days of 24 hours we now experience. And he says that he knows of, of no other professor of Hebrew at any leading university who would say otherwise. Right. See, if the days really weren't ordinary days, then God could be open to the charge of having seriously misled his people for thousands of years. That's right, yeah. Commentators universally understood Genesis in a straightforward way until attempts were made to harmonize the account with long ages and then evolution. That's right. So it, it, it's only in our modern times that we really understand how God created and all the poor schmucks before us had absolutely <laughs> no chance of properly exegeting Scripture? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main message of Creation Ministries International is one of the authority of Scripture. And here this, this portion of Genesis, and, and especially the, the meaning of the word day, can almost be used like a case study to test your level of, well, how, how, high, is your, how high do you hold Scripture, right. your, your view of Scripture? Is it a high level of Scripture, a high view of Scripture that you have? Um, because there's competing ideas for many texts in, in Scripture. In, in Genesis 1 to 11, there's a lot of outside ideas that compete with what the text is saying. So it can be used as kind of like a case study, as we said, to determine your level of, uh, of biblical authority. That's right. Do you believe the scripture the way it's written as God intended it for us to understand? Or do you believe some other authority, whether it be uh, uh, scientific authorities Outside or, or some voices. philosophers or, or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Um, we get a lot, of, a lot of the content from the, the, the show here from Creation Magazine. That's why it's Creation Magazine Live. You can view a free digital issue, a sample copy online digital issue. Go to creation.com slash free mag. And you can flip through it there online. If you like the magazine, subscribe. It has changed the lives of thousands of people for 40 years now. It's been going now for 40 years. Uh, if you like it, again, subscribe at creation.com. We'll see you next week. Creation Magazine Live is a production of Creation Ministries International, the publisher of Creation Magazine and the minds behind creation.com. If you want to chip in to support our ministry, go to creation.com slash donate. And thanks for listening.